0: I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect Daily. Welcome to today's episode. This is your daily dose of the Process Makes Perfect Podcast by Trainual. Let's get into it. Chris was a guest on the Chase Potential Podcast, where ideas centered around perfectionism, time management and project management were discussed as well as the practice of itemizing your tasks as a business owner. So you can delegate those responsibilities to your employees more effectively. The following is the first part of that interview.
1: All right, Chris, well, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on this call, man. Um, you know, I, I have run across you in, in different ways. Uh, one of them was on Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's a great episode. I, I really encourage people to check it out. Uh, the second is Trainual, your business. I've actually run across it as well. So um, super cool to talk about your come-up story and really advice on your expertise. So thank,
0: thank you so much for being on here, man. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm glad you've, uh, you've probably seen our ads or something. So I apologize for the social media stalking that I'm sure we're doing to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine, man. It's fine. Um, so you obviously have an interesting come up story
1: that you touched on with John. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I thought was so cool is how you started in video production and, and video editing and all that stuff because I know right now video is everything. Content creation is everything. So could you take
0: us a little bit back of that young Chris that was just getting into entrepreneurship and how all that started? Yeah, of course. So man, my first business, my first real business that I paid taxes on, that's what I say. It was when I was 14 and it was a video production company. So I was always entrepreneurial as a kid, but going into high school, I wanted to be like a sportscaster or something. So I remember walking around the field house at the orientation for, for high school and seeing that there was a video department and they had people that had filmed the sports games at the schools or they'd film the talent shows or they would you know, put on like a live TV uh, news kind of channel. And I wanted to do that. So as soon as I got into school, I signed up and became part of that I started a TV show with a friend of mine. And because there was hardly anything airing on our little cable access station in town, um, our show was on like 40 times a day. And so people in school would come up to me. They'd be like, oh, you're the guy from, uh, from TV, that video guy. And so we started getting people offering us money to film certain events like a bar mitzvah or a wedding or an anniversary party. And that's really how it started. So at the beginning, it was anything video like music videos for friends of mine. We did commercials and corporate videos for like people in my neighborhood. And, and it was just really anything we could do to make money, but really learned how to be creative and buy equipment and turn a profit on, on rentals and so many little facets of business. And so as I grew up, the company evolved and we went from doing anything video to just doing live sporting events. So it started at my high school doing the events at the, at the school, soccer games, baseball games, cheerleading competitions, and then it turned into state level events and then all around New England where I grew up and up and down the East Coast. And so by the time I graduated college, I set up an office in Boston. I had a handful of employees, moved across the country to set up a second office. And so the business was really starting to grow.
1: So one question I have for you, because I've, I've kind of seen this happen with a lot of entrepreneurs where they're trying to figure out how good should they get at a, at a certain skill before they start a business in it. So let me give you an example. If somebody is interested in video, right? Mm -hmm. How good should they get into video before they decide I want to create a video production company? And I know it's, it's a very general question. It's very broad and it might seem loaded, But a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of like in that state where they're like, I really want to start this thing, but I don't know if I got to buy one hour long courses or if I got to,
0: you know, watch YouTube all day. You need to be not good at all. You need to be better than your customer. That's, that's as good as you need to be. Because, you know, when I started in video, like I, I didn't even have the easy tools like iMovie and stuff that are available today. Like you can edit videos on your iPhone today. I remember when this tool like that made montages came out video like photo montages it was called animoto I don't know if it's still around but I remember that tool coming out and it was like you could upload a bunch of photos and it would just produce a video for you and it cost like $20 and before that the easiest way to do that was you would have to scan all these photos and then you'd have to lay them out on this video editing timeline and every single photo you'd have to like fade in and fade out and move and it would take hours and hours and so. So when people didn't know this little trick that I had to upload photos and it just produced a video, they, they think I can't do this. So they want to hire someone to do it. So as long as you're like one step ahead of your customers, you've got a skill or a tool or software that they don't know about, or they don't have the time to invest in, then that's all you need to get started. You don't need to be great. Gotcha. (laughs) Start okay. That,
1: that's very comforting, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and one other philosophy I heard you say, cause you, you've obviously done consultation, if I'm not mistaken, you did an internship with like a, a company that basically teaches people how to disrupt their industry. And yeah. you said a philosophy that I literally wrote down, which is the jobs to be done. Yes. Um, could you elaborate on that? Because I think people are just going to like, their, their minds are going to be blown when they really elaborate, like when they
0: learn about th- this little phrase. Yeah, totally. So this was such a cool experience. When I was in college, I was running my video business, but I still took on an internship because I wanted to learn what it was like to be inside a company that was more mature than the one I was making up in my parents' basement. So I I needed like some example to build after. And so I got this internship at a management consulting firm called InnoSite. They're in Boston. And they were based around this principle, this idea of disruptive innovation. So there's this book, The Innovator's Dilemma. It was written, you know uh, years ago but it's this this foundational book if you're learning about innovation and one of the concepts is jobs to be done and it's when you when you buy a product or a service there's a specific job that you're trying to get done by that product or that service and so an example might be like if if I was trying to put a you know to to put a hole in the wall and I was looking for just the best drill, right? Like companies that are focused on innovating, like incrementally one step at a time, they might be thinking like, how do I make a sharper drill bit? How do I make a bigger battery? How do I put a light on the drill so that they can do it in in the dark? And those are little incremental innovations. But then something totally different comes along that's like, well, Why do they want a hole in the wall? They're trying to hang a picture. Like 3M comes along and makes these little sticker things on the wall that hang your pictures and it's easier and it's infinitely cheaper than a drill, but it's the same job to be done. Like you're trying to hang a picture. And so if you think about the, the customer, their customer's problem and the job that they want to be done, you can actually produce these ideas or innovations that are totally different from how everyone else is operating. And it was a super powerful thing for me to learn. It's been definitely uh, uh, influential in my career
1: yeah and I know you mentioned with the um the video production company the way that you used that was the speed at which people got their
0: their videos right yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people like parents were attending events, their kids would participate in these sporting events. And the traditional way of doing this was a videographer would film the whole event. They would take your order on site and they would edit it and polish it up, put it in a pretty case, put titles and animations and all this stuff on it. And they would ship you this finished product that was like something you might sit down and watch in your living room. But as we were going to these events, everybody just wanted the video quicker. Like they, they were like, that's why they would want to film it themselves was so that they could go home the same day and watch like how they did that day. And so we focused totally all of our energy on turnaround time and we started we bought hardware that would live render the video and you know write it to dvds and then eventually usb like little flash drives and then eventually just live streaming and on demand it was how do we get this stuff to people 10 minutes after their competition so that they can just take it home with them and that's what really helped us scale it was shedding all the other innovations you know all the animations and music and editing and it it made the business a lot better
1: Yeah. No, I love that. And, and, you know, I was actually thinking when you said that on entrepreneurs on fire, I actually thought of the concept of what John Lee Dumas did, right. Of, of seven days a week. And I remember I've told people, this guy's got seven podcasts a week. People are like, how does he do that? Like, that's insane. Right. Um, you know, even on my own, I'm, I'm launching probably a podcast, like once every two weeks, once every three weeks, there's editing, there's, you know, talking to business owners, there's figuring out logistics where he's just like, boom but he just found out that the job that needed to be done was people are on a commute or they're you know living their life and they just want to hear a new episode with a new voice, new fresh face. And how can we speed it up? So if you look at his site and you look at some of the promotion he does, it's very quick, right? Like he's not spending too much yeah. time, you know, doing, doing all this other stuff that's going to prevent him. So I think that kind of goes with what you're saying with jobs to be done. Like how can you figure out, what somebody needs and then speed that up so that they can get it right then and there.
0: Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's the same with like, you know, I I subscribe to a lot of podcasts that are just weekly podcasts and I go for a run almost every day. So when I'm out about to run. I'm scrolling through and being like, oh, there's not another one yet. There's not another one yet. But then you've got John or you've got Gary Vee or these other people that put out daily content or multiple times a day. You always have something to listen to. And so they just understood what their customers wanted, what their audience wanted, and they produced it.